hashtag Dear Madam Woo. There are plenty of avenues to get you connected. Hit the phone line on the website. This here is direct access. Leave me a recorded message here at the studio. I'm available on Facebook as well at Inside the Flower Pot. Make sure you like that page. And if you would like me in your new speak, go right ahead and hit that follow button. Remember, hashtag Dear Madam Wu. Inquire about anything. I'm without secrets. Want to know what Madam Wu would do? Tell me what's up. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hashtag Dear Madam Wu. Another great show by Madam Wu, you know, going in depth about fearful and emotional mommy. I think a lot of the ladies can relate to that, you know. Let it be empowerment. Let it be positivity as you all come up with solutions. Support her and her brand at the Flower Pot. Great, great topic, you know. Spread it. Share it. Like it love it and once again congratulations on your podcast and keep inspiring each other uplifting each other as queens and kings should do so with all that being said one love peace positivity Madam Wu here. Welcome to the Flower Pot where everything grows. I hope you enjoyed your Sunday and are prepared for the week to come. This week we have a continuation of last week's episode, Fearful and Emotional Mommy Part 1. If you did not get a chance to tune in last week, pop over and check that out, but here's a quick review. We discussed projecting your fears and emotions onto your child. Emotions being the driving force behind your fears and that if you cannot control your emotions, you cannot control your fears. You cannot live without your emotions, therefore you cannot live without your fears. And it is natural for us to react and express those feelings that come along. As parents though, we have to be mindful of what our children see and ultimately feel from us. Creating open dialogue is part of our intimate relationship with our child and will help them express themselves, help them gain understanding, and help them hold the bond we share with them. And this is our duty. Parenting cannot be put into a box and no one is to say what will affect your child and in what way. When you do show how you feel, Not that you could hide it if you tried. Answer any questions honestly for your child when they ask. Do not act as if it is none of their business. I know we try to protect our children from the world, but it is okay to give them an honest explanation. This validates them, and when they find themselves emotional, it will help them pinpoint the cause for them. It is okay to be vulnerable with them. Show them you are human and you hurt as well. And actually take this advice for all your relationships. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to tell how you feel. Even if it may not be received 
the way you wanted to be received on the other end, at least you were honest with yourself and the other person. If you ever ask your children, what's wrong? And they say, I don't know. (laughs) Of course, we know they do know. They just can't put it into words. There's nothing new under the sun. And a lot of the time, it's not what you said, but how you said it. And I'm no expert. I'm just sharing with you what's inside of me and what I've learned and experienced over the past six years. So I want to talk to you about up and down emotion. When your emotions are here, they're there, they're everywhere, and you can't get a hold of it, okay? There are a lot of things you should be consistent in, but not being able to control yourself is not one of them. One moment you're angry, the next you're sad, the next you're frustrated, and so on and so forth. No one can pin you down, not even your child. They're dealing with your emotion, their emotion, and everything else going on in the world. And we know things weigh differently on children because they don't have any understanding. You know how it felt to want to save the world and help everybody. It may seem so far away because as adults, we have grown hopeless in a very cynical way. But as we well know, not understanding things can prove to be a lot more difficult than understanding things. We think, oh, they're just children. They don't understand. Think about all the moments in your life when you thought, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew what I knew. Well, how does it go? I wish I knew then what I know now. Or I wish I knew that in the beginning. Think about how helpful it would have been for you if someone would have just shined a dim light on things for you. You wouldn't have been able to completely avoid your life and all of your mistakes, but I doubt you would say that it would have been useless to you. A child knows absolutely nothing. They're learning every day from what they see, feel, touch, smell, taste. A life built on experience. That is your journey. That is their journey. Keep the lines of communication open. Your child should not discover everything on their own or by some other hand. Don't just throw them out there on their own. Explain to them how the world works. If you happen to have a child who is not so inquisitive, do not think that they're not paying attention or do not care. Strike up that conversation yourself. Open up that connection. Okay, let us focus on us for a second. Let's slow down and take a moment. Let us address the problems we are facing. And let's just take a deep breath, okay? Today I gave thought to all my current problems, none of which can be fixed at the current moment. I am really good about handling things that need to be handled if it can be handled. If you can make a move, then by all means make a move, you know? (laughs) But if you feel that you cannot make a move, try to think of another way through. Sometimes it is more about changing your perspective because there is more than one way to get things done. If it happens to be something that you cannot change at the moment, then let it go. Let me tell you something. 
I have been in doom and gloom situations, not knowing how I will make it out. But yes, I did make it. (laughs) And not every time unscathed. My bank account may have been overdrawn. I may have been thousands of dollars in debt. I may have overdue bill charge or a broken heart. But I live to fight another day. I am still hanging on. Until you are dead and gone, you have all the opportunity left in the world to get it done. So let it go. Let go of the emotion. Let go of the dread. Do not allow it to hover over you and beat you down until the problem is solved. Because problems will always be there, needing to be solved. You do not want your children to see a lot of up and down emotion from you. You can find happiness in any environment. The environment does not have to be conducive to happiness. You can create happiness and contentment through self-control and self-discipline. We've addressed the issue, and let's discuss some ways to combat them. The one thing that frustrates me is when people will bring up issues but not present you with any solutions. To me, that is just complaining, which is counterproductive. I find a lot of counterproductive behavior going on in my community, and it saddens me. I want to say again that I do not speak for everyone, but I can share with you what worked for me. I will say that time heals all wounds if you allow. That last part is important. If you're not ready to let go, then I cannot help you. If you think this is useless and won't help you and you're feeling utterly helpless, then I cannot help you. I know that many people tried to help me, tried to comfort me, give me tough love. At the end of the day, it was my decision and it will always be my decision. This is your life. And the only person in charge is you. Being mindful is making a statement that you are not self-involved or self-centered. That you care about things and you care about others. And most importantly, you care about yourself. You know everyone has their problems and is going through things. But to take some time to put those little worries down and consider the world, the bigger picture, this is good for our mental and overall health. Question yourselves. Question what is the meaning behind everything that is being done, okay? Why am I doing all of this? What is my end goal? How do I feel? What do I want to change? Will this lead me to my blessing? Who am I? Who am I to the people who love me? Who am I to the world? Who do I want to be? What is my reflection? Be mindful. We often focus on what we want to see, what we choose to see. We must expand our minds. That is what your third eye is for, to see everything in its entirety. Before reacting, think about what is on the other end of that reaction. I know this might be too much for some of you to get, you know, but... Actually, what is on the other end is you. That reaction will pass through a lot of things, but its final destination is you. Be mindful of what you put out there. This is karma. You cannot run from yourself. 
You are the very decisions you make. Now let's talk about meditation. Well, being mindful is something you can activate immediately and with practice can become more thoughtfully become more thoughtfully involved. Meditation is not a quick fix. It takes time to work. And for me, it releases me momentarily from all the things I think and feel. This helps because then I get to choose what goes back in. You know, my mind will eventually clutter itself back up, but this is what daily routine is all about. You have to keep it up, constant meditation. Meditation was a slow start for me, and it all started with yoga because I have bad, bad problems, and I mean awful, y'all. I have terrible, terrible, bad problems. Uh, maybe it's because um, I, I have big breasts. Maybe it is because I do not practice uh, proper posture. Um, maybe it is because I've had two epidurals. Um, maybe it is because that guy that gave me my epidural when I was pregnant with my twins stuck me six times because he said I kept moving. <laughs> maybe it's because I sleep on a bad mattress, you know, but whatever the case may be, I have to stretch. It is a must. You know, I have to, when I wake up, I have to stretch. Before I go to bed, I have to stretch. And even sometimes in the middle of the day, I have to give myself a really good stretch to, you know, either pop my back or stretch myself out because I get locked up. So yoga was just what I had to do. It was was something that I wanted to do, but it was just something that just, I had to stretch. So I chose to do yoga. So in my yoga, I could feel a meditative state. And then I didn't know what it was. You know, it just felt good to me. But I did eventually learn that you can actually meditate anywhere, anytime. In the beginning, it was so difficult. I would try constantly, but couldn't stop the thoughts from flowing. You know, you must be persistent. So if it is not something that you're interested in doing, it probably will not work for you, okay? When beginning meditation, I tried focusing on my breathing, which is what is suggested, but it did not work for me. I always have all these random thoughts. I thought, well, maybe if I sit here longer, then eventually I would run out of things to think about. Nope. (laughs) I kept trying and trying and I could not control my mind. And you're not supposed to fight the thoughts. You just let them come and let them go. I tried chanting which helped a little, you know, I would start chanting, then I would drift off and lose focus and lose the chant. Then I would wake up and then I would have to start over. I ended up landing on mantras, which is not necessary for me now, but really helped me clear my mind completely and zone out. So those are just a few tips to help you with meditation. You know, I've also heard others using sounds like chimes, birds, waves, figure it out what works for you. So the only way to conquer anything is through balance. Balance is the key to life. You know, I believe that God is the balance. Our eyes cannot see the balance. We cannot see the whole for the sake of the parts. Our goal is to connect to the whole, respect the balance. 
be as close to it as we possibly can. We cannot be it, but we can be a part of it. When you try to be the whole, you fall short and you will miss everything altogether. We're given a choice and we must make a choice. Even when you choose not to make a choice, it is still in fact a choice. When you realize that your purpose in life is to be a part of the whole, the balance, then you will make sure your part is taken care of, no matter what that means to you. Instead of trying to be the whole, be okay with being the best part you can be. Apply this to your life. Don't focus on being everything to everyone, but focus on being the best you and everything else will take care of itself. The best you handles all your responsibility with grace and mercy. So we've reached the final question. How do we balance our emotions, ultimately balancing our fears? My answer is self-control, which you would think would seem obvious. But let me tell you, a lot of us do not have self-control and even a desire to practice it. I strive every day for self-control and self-discipline, but I fall short. You know, I'm only human. I remember this meme I saw where there was this adult and a child and both of them were screaming. And I don't remember exactly what it said, but it hinted to the fact that why would you scream to get a child to stop screaming? You know, where was the sense in that? Who, which one of y'all is actually the child? It made me think and reflect on how often I raise my voice at my kids, which is quite often, I might add. (laughs) It made me realize it doesn't really help. It exhausts me mentally and physically. I never give up practicing self-control, though, because only practice will ensure I get better. And I'm determined to become a master at being me. So a little advice, just relax chill you know it's okay no world is ending everyday work on self-control is always a good place to start i love a good definition so here it is self-control is the ability to control oneself in particular one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior especially in difficult situations Also, the word self-mastery means self-control. A tip when practicing self-control. Say to yourself in moments of frustration, it's okay. Just keep repeating it over and over again. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay. Then take a moment after the situation to take deep breaths and remind yourself that it is okay. Then once you have cleared your mind, Think on the situation again. Is it really okay at the moment? If not, what can I do in this moment to fix it? Your first choice in that moment is the best choice. Don't second guess your intuition. Let me tell you something. Trust yourself, okay? And your ability to discern, even if you make a mistake, even if last time you went with your gut or your intuition and it didn't work out for you or you don't think that things went the right way okay 
Next time, trust your intuition again. Next time, trust your intuition again. Next time, trust your intuition again, okay? If you allow yourself to second guess your intuition, it will never grow. Trust in it always. That way, it will learn and become something you can truly rely on. When you make a decision and you tip that scale, the scales of justice, the scales of judgment, whatever you want to call them, it may seem at times that things would have been better on the other side because it is higher. But the grass is not greener on the other side. And staying close to the ground will keep you humble. No matter which way you tip it, it will always be the way it was meant to be tipped. The judgment is always fair, even when it seems unfair, even when death or violence appear. Okay? So let's um, wrap it up. I hope that something in my words and my thoughts today helped you. I hope that you see that nothing is ever going to be a quick fix. The feelings you are feeling are not going to disappear. They aren't miraculously going to get better because you get more money. You get into a better apartment. You get into a better house. It's not going to work like that. Okay? Your fears will not go away until you conquer them. And you can. You can find self-control. You can practice it daily until it becomes your discipline. And in all of this, teach your children your ways. What I'm giving you here is my story. Okay? You have to create your own. Self-discovery, it is the most important thing. It is the number one job you have to do. I don't know what will help you, only you know. You are welcome to try my method, but the things I took up were the things that would bring me closer to being the person that I desire to be, the, the Zen person that I desire to be. So if yoga and meditation are not your thing, then search yourself. You know this is your life and you're in control and you can design you. So I'm going to leave you today with a quote. Um, This is a quote from my post. And this is a quote from my childhood pop star. Um, And I actually still listen to <laughs> Hannah Montana to this day. I am still a fan. And the quote says, if I'm not doing too well, why be so hard on myself? Nobody's perfect. I got to work it again and again till I get it right. Nobody's perfect. You live and you learn it. So there you have it. Let us keep trying. Let's go down the road less traveled and let's take control of self. No more fearful and emotional mommy. Peace is love, Madam Wu. Hashtag Dear Madam Wu. I'm turning 40 and I've never been married. Lately on dates, men have started asking me why I've never married. It makes me uncomfortable and I don't know how to answer them. Okay, what would Madam Wu say? <laughs> well, I'm definitely nowhere near 40. Um, but sometimes I do see myself not marrying until later on in life. Um, a lot of people tell me that I'm not going to get this second chance. You only get one life, but I think that I will get another chance 
to sort of do things differently. You know, maybe not have children again, but maybe get to have another love story. Um, But I don't think that that's anything that you should be ashamed of. If you're not married and you're almost 40 and you've never been married, I don't think that that's a very big deal. You know, and I don't think it's something that should make you feel uncomfortable if someone asks you about it. I think that if a man asks you why you haven't been married, you should just be completely honest with them. And the most honest thing I could think to say if a man asks me that is that things have just not lined up right. You know, I just haven't met that guy and I don't want to settle. Maybe there's been options in my past that I could have went with, but it just didn't seem right. And I need that right connection. You know, nobody wants to be the type of person that is just willy-nilly jumping up trying to be married or get into a relationship and then it doesn't work out or they find themselves extremely unhappy or they find that this person doesn't relate to them how they thought that this person will relate to them later on in life. People change and people think that because they change, Somehow the marriage is supposed to fail, but actually the marriage is meant to withstand change. And if your marriage cannot withstand change, then it was never the thing that you should have been involved in in the first place. So being careful about who you marry, there's nothing wrong with that. And approaching 40, I mean, you're in your 30s, girl, live it up. Don't be ashamed of not being married yet okay and maybe some of these young 20 year old girls that are married I mean pretty much everybody I know has gotten married or getting married and it doesn't bother me at the least bit because I have not met one person in my life that I would want to marry I'm just being 100% honest with you None of them have ever treated me the way I would want my husband to treat me. I've never gotten that sort of, you know, swept off my feet type of love. You know, I've never really experienced that. I've been in love, true enough. And I've had guys that I really want to spend time with and, and want to be around But I've just never, ever felt that any of them deserve to ask me to marry them. And them just being 100% honest. Like, don't worry about it, (laughs) if that's anything that I could tell you. And I don't think that you should be or feel uncomfortable when a man asks you that, okay? It, it, It just shows that you're insecure about it. You feel that you should be married by now. And that is the idea that you have to let go. It's 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 on the inside of you. It's an inner thing, okay? So just let that shame go that you feel that you should be married already, that maybe you're a late bloomer or whatever the case may be, okay? <laughs> and it's so weird to be giving you advice and it's so weird that you would do a hashtag dear madam woo you know um, I'm very young so I'm just giving you that fresh perspective you know um yeah don't even worry about it 
and, and own it. You know, own it as somebody that hasn't found that person yet and you're still looking. So he could be that guy. But are you going to be that guy that's going to propose to me? Because I'm looking for that ring. <laughs> so, yes. Hashtag Dear Madam Woo. Tune in Sunday nights, 8 p.m. for the Flower Pot. Also, check out the blog at insidetheflowerpot.home.blog. New updates on the album every Thursday. And if you happen to be interested in showcasing your writing talents, poetry, letters, short stories, or essays, then please send me a message with your work so I can add it to the freestyle forum. Peace is love, Madam Wu.